I am joined by the walrus, Dave Whiskus. Hi, Dave. How are you? The walrus? Cuckoo, cuckoo. The fuck does that mean? Why can't I be the Eggman? I'm the Eggman. You see the walrus? Like, I'm thinking like a Mythbusters thing. Oh, that could I'm be. I no Jamie Heineman. Uh, I guess that's true. But you know who is? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Heineman. And she is not our guest today. She? He, you know nothing about that show. It is not our guest today. But you know who is our guest today, Dave? Somebody who has seen Mythbusters? It's actually Mr. Buster himself. Mythbuster, the host of Mythbusters, is here with us. No, it's Alan Pike. Hi, Alan. Hi, guys. How's it going? I feel like that whole intro went off the rails. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to set you guys up for disappointment now because I am not the host of Mythbusters. Oh, God. Well, see, we've got to fire our crack research team. <laughs> I have been trying to get Adam on the show with no luck. Yeah, he won't answer our emails. Did you really not know who Jamie Heineman was? I've seen like one and a half episodes of Mythbusters, and I thought maybe Jamie was the girl. I don't know. It was a reasonable guess. Jamie's the walrus. <laughs> they have a walrus on the show? Well, he kind of looks like a walrus. With oh, the hat. He, and he then looks like, oh, the guy. Fish. Okay. I get it. Yeah, he is kind of walrus-esque. That's hard to say, walrus-esque. Solid show so far. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> going to try to say walrus-esque? Just me? No, just you. All right. Walrus-esque. I think the technical term is walrusy. Walrusy? I'm willing to bet that at least one third of our listeners have tried to say walrus esque at this point in the show. <laughs> I'm going to say it's way more than a third. But so, Alan, tell us about yourself. Tell the people who might not know who you are. I doubt they're I'm trying to do Lex's bit. Um, yeah, so I run a, a company here in Vancouver called Steam Clock Software, and we make apps. Shock, surprise, we make apps. Um, might have heard of our app Party Monster. Um, we have some apps in the store, and uh, that's all we get to say about my profession, since that is uh, a boat. A boat. Well, we know where you're from. You did. Oh. Well, he you, said, you said I, I did you not know boat. you were in Canada right away, and then he said it, and then you proved it a minute later with the boat. Yes, I boat. will admit, I am in Canada, I'm Canadian, and uh, I will, one out of every 300 words, exactly say a strange pronunciation of the word, just to make sure you guys remember. I like that you say it's strange. Even though that's totally an American-centric perspective, you don't think it's actually strange. You just know that we will identify it as strange. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I have one Americanism that Canadians make fun of me for, which is that when I do my alphabet, I'll say Z instead of Z, which is the official Canadian and I suppose British pronunciation of that letter. So I guess. And how come you go with Z? I pronounce my zeros as Z. <laughs> I, I I think I go for Z because I was brought up on Sesame Street, the uh, American version. And so instead of exposed Ah. to Z and French, I was exposed to Z and Spanish, of which I retained none. Now, I have several questions about the Z thing right off the bat. First of all, do they refer to the band as ZZ Top? (laughs) I wish they did. That would be way better. Um, But no, unfortunately. And also Jay-Z instead of Jay-Z. We should call, I mean, maybe someone calls him Jay-Z, but... I think most people are are aware of the duality that there can be. <laughs> Look at that! They totally that's so, then they just the duality of Jay Z. Yeah, <laughs> they totally know that Z is really pronounced Z, and they're just fucking around if they call Jay Z Jay Z. Is that no? Is that a um? That's a Roman thing, right? Z or Jay Z? <laughs> I I don't think they're the ancient Romans knew much about Jay Z. I, I don't know, know what the Z origin is. All I know is that when if you have a foreign name, we're going to say it the American English way in America. So if they're willing to call Jay-Z Jay-Z, 
then I think that they know that they should be saying Z. That's all I'm saying. They know that Z is bullshit. But oh. Is that a country of origin thing or is that a superiority thing? Like if Jay-Z were Canadian, would we say Jay-Z or would we say, fuck the Canadians, we're saying Jay-Z? See, I think in America we would say things our way. I'm just th- I'm trying to think of like, you know, when you think of a, a famous name um, of a foreign person or entity, we usually do our own pronunciation. Like we don't, we don't call countries by their names that they use themselves. We call them by whatever name we give them. Yeah, but even if you're not from Kentucky, you'd still probably not say Louisville. I guess. But like, look at Germany. Like, no one calls it Deutschland here. But you, no. if you, you could, you could try to make some sort of argument that everyone gets to decide how their own country is pronounced. But no one, no one. Pays I think America gets to decide how. To, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> do you have Friendlies, the Friendlies restaurant chain in Canada? We do not. I don't okay. have that here either. It's a, it's this kind of an East Jersey Coast thing. thing. That's well, they're Pennsylvania, Boston, which I guess is Massachusetts. So they're all over the east coast of the U.S. But they have a dessert treat, which is the same as you know a flurry at McDonald's, the thing where they mash you, up sauce. Sorry, sorry, hang on. You mean a McFlurry? A McFlurry. Well, I didn't want to offend the Irish, but um, anyway, at Friendlies they call it a frenzy, and so I wanted to know if Canadians are going to go in there and say, "I'd like the frenzied, please," because that would be ridiculous. See, the thing with the, the Z thing and the way that I defend saying Z instead of Z, is that when you sing the alphabet song, as you do regularly, uh, I do it rhymes. Every morning. Right? Like yes. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Rock you know, it. You end in Z. Keep going. Keep going. H, I, J, K, O, and a P. <laughs> He's going to prove he knows the whole thing. <laughs> I do. Um, no, but it ends in Z? Like, what? It just doesn't work. Do they have their own version of the rhyme? Like no, w- it just it just rhymes with e- every you know verse or whatever rhymes, and then it just falls flat. Zed. Because you'd have it would have to be like Ved. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. T U Ved W X Y Z. It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, they could change the the very last couple though. They could be like you know, my ABCs are what I just said. I know them from A to Z. Like they could if they wanted to yeah. prove that the Z that could rhyme, smart. but they don't even do that. Lazy. Yeah, other than that, Canada is pretty good, but that's the <laughs> who, Well, I mean, who wrote the song? Canada, <laughs> colon, Maybe it's like Happy Birthday the and it's like copyrighted and we shouldn't actually sing it on the air. Oh, yeah. We're going to owe ASCAP thousands of dollars for this episode. No, I mean, well, the, the tune is uh, Mozart, right? Well, oh, actually, it turns out that that song is not by Mozart, but that rather he made many permutations of it because he liked the melody so much. This This episode is like a Wikipedia article. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> Citation <laughs> needed. The end. So I want to talk about alcohol. I would love to if you would give me like two minutes to go make a drink. Are we? Gonna... I don't want to have a. I don't want to have a conversation about alcohol and not have alcohol. All right. So, but the listeners won't hear the pause, right? You're going to just go get it. We're going to instantly resume the conversation. There's not going to be any hold music or anything. I could put in hold music. Like elevator music. <laughs> or I think you should do yakety sax. There you go. <laughs> that was my yakety sax impression. That sounds good. So Dave, now your drink is in head. You no, know, um, let's try it again. Dave, now your drink is in hand. Why'd you say it like that? The first time I said in head, I think. It felt like my mouth said head more than hand. <laughs> you want to do another take on that line? So Dave, now your drink is in hand. More or less, I've got the the shaker. I'm not shaking. I'm stirring, but I got I got 
sitting on ice. I'm about ready to pour it. I don't have any lemons, so I'm using lemon bitters. I don't know how much to use, though. I think it's 1.27 per I think thing. the standard unit of bitters is always a dash. Like I, right. You don't normally want more or less than a dash of bitters. Uh, you, a dash? you could get away with a smidgen, <laughs> and I think you'd be all right. How many – How many? I don't know. You sort of like spurt this stuff into uh, – how many spurts? Man, One spurt. A, me a dash is a spurt, actually. Oh, I think I went two. Oh, Jesus. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be extra lemony. Uh, I don't think you can put ice in a drink you're drinking on a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm stirring right now. Right. This is... <laughs> This is podcast gold right here. <laughs> Dave, while you're stirring, I'll tell you an insight that I shared with Alan during your drink preparation process, which is that I believe Alan is the first guest of the show who owned Ever? an unprofessional t-shirt before appearing on the show. That sounds right. That sounds right. So, Alan, that, thank that you. That unprofessional shirt actually did pretty well for me. Um, apparently, there's some creepy fans out there. Um, <laughs> within an hour of me going in public with it, I was getting text messages um, from, you know, indirectly from creepy fans taking photos of me wearing the shirt. So, so what happened was I get a text message from Julian Lipinski saying, check it out, an unprofessional t-shirt. And I look at the picture and I'm like, that's Alan. And it struck me that you guys didn't know each other. But I thought it was funny that it happened to be one guy taking a picture of uh, a guy, another guy that I knew. See, that doesn't seem creepy to you. But when I get a text saying, <laughs> nice shirt, and then I'm looking around and Dave's not around and no one's looking at me. And, and then, like, then I, I feel like I'm being watched at some sort of NSA thing. And what was my answer? I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Somebody sent me a picture. <laughs> That's reassuring. Yeah. Nothing creepy about that at all. And then, like, you know, 20 minutes later, I was walking past uh, Moscone, because this was in, in San Francisco at the conference, and uh, Lex was recording some sort of video interview, uh, and he, he, as I'm walking by, he breaks and says, nice shirt! <laughs> um, so I got, like, two for two in, like, 20 minutes. Well, it was a nice shirt. Now, where do you stand on the whole debate over whether Dave and I, I know how Dave feels, but where do you stand, Alan, on the debate over whether Dave and I can wear unprofessional t-shirts? That's a good question. I, I'd probably lean away from it. Maybe, the show maybe is in a over. certain, <laughs> the show is over. Yeah. I, I wouldn't judge you if you were doing it, um, but I wouldn't yes, do you it would. if I were you. Yes, Does you would. Sense? You would silently judge me the whole time. No, but not, not verbally judge you. I would, I would just keep it to my, my polite Canadian self and say that, that is a, it is a nice shirt. So I would, I would compliment it, but. See, that's just it. It's a nice shirt. You wouldn't expect Ben Folds to get on stage wearing a Ben Folds t-shirt. It just seems weird. See, I wouldn't wear it to an unprofessional live event. I wouldn't wear it to an event where unprofessional was the focus. But I actually genuinely like the shirt. And when I posted about this on Twitter, you know, there was certainly the the Allen slash Dave camp of you can't do that. But there were also people who were saying, well, I know WWC, I'm going to be wearing my development shops t-shirt because I want to promote it. So it's you can consider it like you're a walking billboard for yourself. Do you want to behave as if we are developers trying to promote ourselves and get people to buy an app? Or do you want to behave as if we are uh, podcast superstar entertainers? Yes. Famous around the world. <laughs> I, I totally get the point. And so what I ended up doing was I did not wear my unprofessional shirt at WWDC. I wore it on the plane ride home. I've worn it here in New Jersey once. And it's, I mean, I, they're, they're actually, I mean, even if I, even if we hadn't been responsible for the shirts, Dave, I genuinely like the shirt. I own a lot of t-shirts. I never got one. I wear a lot of shirts. You never got one. They're good. Nobody, nobody sent me one. <laughs> you got to talk to the shirt guy. D 
Didn't we have a bunch of spares or something? There still are some extras. You can write to the shirt guy. He'll hook you up. I'm sure there's quid, quadruple extra large available. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Actually, no. Those are all. Those, those, those were spoken for. <laughs> but honestly, if your name is Shirt Guy, if you're born Shirt Guy, you got to pretty much become a Shirt Guy. So that worked out for him. That's actually a really common thing. Like my my mom knew a constable. Mom um, in the mom is that a Canadianism? My mom knew a constable um, who was in the the police force here and uh, was named Constable Constable, um, which is pretty tricky because then you know she wanted to get promoted, <laughs> but now it's like, well, you can't ruin it, right? Like you're already you constable, constable, chief constable. Yeah, but eventually, eventually she became detective constable or something, and it was just ruined. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's hilarious. Yeah. So no wait, I just realized Dave got his drink and then we did not talk about alcohol. I was about to bring this up. We go through all that discussion about how we're going to discuss alcohol. I get a drink and then we don't. We listened to Yakety Sax for like 17 minutes. Did uh did you want to know what I'm drinking? Yeah, what are well, I think you told us, right? Well, hang on, you said that you couldn't you didn't have lemon. It was shaken not stirred. Is it no. a vesper? It was stirred not shaken. Is it a vesper? Of course. Mostly so I could say Vesper. I was just going to make a martini, but I decided this would enable me to say Vesper. I had one Vesper in my life, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm not referring to the app. I'm referring to the drink. You were present when I ordered it, Dave. Where were we? We were at WWDC at a bar. I don't, yeah, which bar? Which bar? I don't know. They all yeah, blend together. That's true. They do. So, Lex, you had an alcohol-related topic. Oh, yeah. So, well, I, I had... Hey, where's this going? Well, I just wanted to talk about alcohol, because I think alcohol is interesting. I... um. I can go long, long periods without any drinks at all. And then sometimes like, like more, a few hours, <laughs> months. Ooh. And then, you know, more recently I've been on a kick where I've been imbibing alcoholic beverages more often. I certainly, I mean, I'm a person who can enjoy uh, a full on intoxication, although I'd much rather just maintain a pleasant buzz in general. But tonight it's beer. Tonight I have one can of Heineken and one can of Bud Light. They're cans only because. A friend brought them over the weekend when we were going to be out by the pool, and he wisely thought, let's do cans instead of glass bottles, which was smart. But I don't want to be a guy who has beer cans, so now i got to drink it all. And I'm doing it all tonight. You don't mind being a guy who has a pool? No. I, well, actually, I hate the pool. If uh, We did not want a pool. I do not want a pool, but I have a pool. So once you have a pool, you, you got to have the pool. You, you always Life say is that. pretty tough. Um, you know, you got a pool. You don't want a pool. Right. It's rough. How I feel for you. I really do. <laughs> So, so in Vancouver, having enough space for a pool is uh, unusual. You know, we're we're sort of sardine um, sardine shaped here in our our little apartment. So, oh, you're in an apartment. I was going to ask: Does the apartment complex have a pool? It it does actually, and that's that's sort of our compromise is that you know we get the uh, amenities at the apartment. Uh, wide level rather than the individual level. See, I think that's way better. When I lived in a condo, our complex had a pool and that was great. You had to walk in like, you know, 20 steps to get to the pool, but you didn't have to take care of it, which was way better than having to take care of it, which is horrible. My gym has a pool, but you pretty much just have to swim back and forth. If you stop for too long, they get upset with you. <laughs> Are you allowed to have like a cool beverage in the pool? Uh, I've never tried it, but I, that doesn't sound very appealing to me. I, the idea of having a drink while I'm swimming seems wrong somehow. It's an indoor pool, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. See, for me, in the pool, the only time that I feel like I really enjoy the pool, and I think of pools as things that rich people have, and I don't think of myself as rich people, but I feel rich when I'm in the pool and I have a beer, like especially if I'm sitting on a raft that has a cup holder built into it, and it's a cold beer, and it's a summery, sunny day. That's pretty hip. 
It's kind of funny that nobody, well, very few people feel like they're rich people, but we maintain these <laughs> visions of like, oh, well, you know, what I thought of as rich people when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have a lot of extra money might have been, you know, something that I take for, you know, like paying $5 for coffee, like, oh, well, you'd have to have been rich in order to pay $5 for coffee. And now it's just like, well, you know, you know, two or three times a day, you know, no more than that. Right. And it's, you, it's, you get two or three $5 coffees a day. No, well, not five dollars, like three fifty, but um, <laughs> and that's you, Canadian you know, dollars. Canadian dollars, which are like point seven eight two nine. Are you going to Tim Hortons? That's not true. What you just said, the, the dollars are just about equal right now. Separate but equal. No, we, Tim Hortons is not necessary. In Vancouver, we're sort of in our isolated, you know, West Coast bubble where we share oh, okay. a coffee and beer culture with like Portland and, and San Francisco to some degree, and, and Seattle. So there's actually good coffee and and good beer here. So that's. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Tim Hortons. Let's not say anything bad about Tim Hortons. I will try. It's actually um, illegal to say bad things about Tim Hortons. So here. Kinda. We don't want to get in trouble with the Canadian iTunes people. Yeah. it's a, You have to put an explicit rating now. What's your drink tonight, Alan? Um, I have a Guinness, um, which is not always what I'm drinking, but it, it's what I'm drinking. It seemed appropriate. Um, I picked that habit up at Ool this year, um, mm. where... Because we were in Ireland, it was an Irish um, <laughs> iOS developer conference, and everybody's drinking Guinness. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I like Guinness well enough, I'll start drinking it. And I realized that because it tastes so thick, and it's actually not that alcoholic, um, it's a really good, you know, buffer to not become completely shit-faced um, while you're, you know, trying to chat with interesting people. So, I think the only Guinness I've... I'm not going to say ever had. Surely I've tasted it, but I think the only Guinness I have had that I could really remember or or think of would be when we were at Wool doing the live episode. Yeah, the only one that I didn't black out for. <laughs> well, I'm sure I've tasted. It. I'm sure like maybe I've done a car bomb or something, but I've never right. just like sat down and had some Guinness. Well, so Alan, you said you, you like the fact that it's so heavy that you're not really going to get smashed on it. Do you enjoy getting wasted on occasion on alcohol, or do you try to avoid that in general? Or on other things. Well, I, I think most people realize that getting completely, completely wasted is, is suboptimal. You want to ride that wave, right? Like you want to <laughs> relatively quickly get up to the point where you're like, yeah, this is good. And get that feeling, you know, it's especially that feeling you get when you're like 16 to 18 when you first started drinking. And after a few drinks, you start feeling like, man, like... I feel really awesome. Therefore, uh, like a whole bunch more alcohol would make me feel even more awesome. And then right. you want to kind of stop <laughs> drinking at that point. Um, so, and that, that's, you know, Guinness, it's kind of, well, not impossible, but it's difficult to go over that wave because um, it, it's kind of like a meal in each, in each pint. So you, you want to get something like, you know, a bourbon or, or something that will get you up to that line. Uh, and then you dial back to, uh, you switch. to the yep, switch. That's yeah. the right way to do it. I've been making the mistake of doing gin a lot lately, gin or vodka. You know, martinis and stuff like that. And uh, I find that I have a line and then I cross it. And then about 45 minutes later, I realize it was crossed. Yes. And then I'm just fucked for the rest of the night. And it's a little too late. I think that it's the triangular glasses of those martinis that's a lot of the problem because <laughs> the, you, uh, the, you can the drink half of volume. It. Yeah. The volume is all at the top. So you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just take it. You're like, oh, you kind of take just one it's mouthful, a math problem. basically. Yeah. It's a, it's it a really problem. is. Whereas if it, it was really fat is. at the bottom and skinny at the top, that would See, last Then it would like be a hours. potion. Yeah. I have I have many thoughts swirling in my head right now. One <laughs> is that I wish I had a third beer here. Please um, only share two of them. Okay. But first, I think that I have the the uh, a very fortunate, a lucky combination of an addictive personality and an overly self-analytical personality. I think that I could very quickly become 
a holic of some sort, whether it's an alcoholic or a Dave-aholic. I am addicted to Dave. No, but I, I think I have an addictive personality, but I am, uh, I don't know what the best Very adjective cheap. is. It's not cheapness. It's not that. It's, it's, I have this crippling self-awareness, which in this case is not so crippling, that prevents me from doing it. Like, I don't want to be a guy who gets labeled as an alcoholic, so I'm able to exert the self-control required. But I could, I feel like with gambling and with alcohol, I've never done any illegal drug of any sort, but I feel like with gambling and with alcohol, I could become uh, unhealthily and unacceptably addicted. And I'm lucky You've that I do not. You've never done any illegal drug? I have never, con- I've never enjoyed or partaken of any illegal drug. I might have been around really? pot like at a concert or something, but I have never. Have we talked about this before? I don't know. I have it been a drug teetotaler. Wow. So is that like one of the, is it a deep moral philosophical, philosophical, <laughs> philosophical. Thing? that's Canadian. Just go with it's Canadian. Philosophical. That's what yeah, we say. Yeah. That's how we say it here. It's, it's yeah. the Z of philosophical. Yeah. yeah. Or is it just so, like kind of never got around to it? It's a couple different pieces that all combined. First, it was very strict parents. So I wasn't allowed to do drugs. So I didn't. It was uh, growing up with those strict parents and having a very clear sense of legal versus illegal and not wanting to. No drugs, no alcohol, no Gentiles. Exactly. That's (laughs) that's the episode title. But (laughs) I um, and then there's also this piece of, you know, I didn't want to. uh, So because of those strict parents, I would say I was afraid of all drugs, like that they were all going to kill me, that I would become hopelessly addicted and then die. And, you know, I don't want to inhale smoke, so I'm not going to smoke pot. And I don't want to inject myself as long, so I'm not going to do most other drugs. If I were going to do a drug, if we're if I'm going to the menu, I would do something like ecstasy, like a pill-type drug I think I could handle. One of the worst things for you. No, what you should do is get a vaporizer and try marijuana. My thing with, with marijuana is you read as a kid, well, I don't know, you read as some age person the An potential person. for having... Uh, marijuana that has been laced with something worse. Mm. I don't want to have LSD laced marijuana accidentally as my first exposure to marijuana, and then be one no, of those you gotta people get it from who has a bad trust. trust, and then have like known terrible something for. There are ways to do this. I don't really understand. I've heard stories about that, and I don't understand the like the economic incentive to take take marijuana and put something else in it. Like well, I don't know about secretly. something else in marijuana. I know about. Um, God, I don't think I've ever told this. When I was in, I think it was like my last day of middle school before I went to high school. Uh, one of my friends had brought in a pack of cigarettes and we were all smoking cigarettes when we were out on our, you wouldn't call it recess, but like our breaks, I guess it'd be a recess. We got and we'd smoke cigarettes behind the building and we were like chain smoking and I had just learned how to inhale. And it turns out that, uh, her sister, the, the cigarettes were her sisters and were laced with methamphetamine. Okay. Oops. That was a fun day. <laughs> yeah. I wound up in the ER and, uh, did you live? I, I, no. <laughs> Twist oh, ending. I've been dead the whole time. I didn't time. expect that. Yeah. That's a surprise. I, I, I was fine. I was jittery. And honestly, looking back, it was the uh, like my first Best day of my life. <laughs> my, my first iteration of an anxiety attack mm. is what it felt like. I've never had an experience that was so extreme as that. But I, 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 my parents and my mom, um, who I lived with when I was in my teens, is pretty... pretty um, not necessarily conservative, but wasn't um, a crazy teenager in her time. And so um, discouraged that kind of thing. But I had also, through media or TV or whatever it was, made this deep assumption that whatever my, I do, my parents will know, like sort of magically. <laughs> and, yeah, I do that too. Yeah, they totally and, and, will, though. 
And yeah, and, and that's always people say like tell stories like, oh, yeah, they tell their their mom like 50 years later. Like, oh, well, you know, this one time I snuck out and did this. Like my dad tells the story of uh, how uh, he always was um, stealing pies out of the freezer and his, his mom would be making pies and freezing them and he would be selling them to his friends and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. Um, and so I assumed that my parents knew what I was doing. And so when I started to go out with my friends and drink and they didn't say anything. I was like, oh, well, they must know and silently approve of what I was doing. And it, it, <laughs> it culminated in one time, um, I guess I was, I don't know, 17 or something. Um, and the drinking age here is only 19. So that's not that young, maybe. Um, and I was sitting around with a couple of my friends um, at the kitchen table. And we were drinking um, and our you know, bottles of whatever coolers or something like that were out on the table. And one of my friends had gotten Bartles drunk and James. Exactly. Um, and one of my, my friends had gotten drunk enough that he was, uh, throwing up in the sink Ugh, and, yum. uh, my mom got home, uh, way earlier than she was supposed to. And oh, so shit. we, she walked I'm right I'm terrified right now. I'm breaking out right now in hot. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well I know, like she must know that I drink cause she knows everything. Um, and, but she's never sort of probably wouldn't assume that I'd be drinking in her house right in front of her with people, you know, throwing up from alcohol poisoning effectively. Um, but she walked right by and she was like, oh yeah, hi guys. Like, oh, I hope you're feeling okay. Um, and, uh, because she, she I guess she knew that this the, the other guys drank, but did just assume that, of course, I didn't. Um, and years later, uh, I told this story. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you're so cool that one time when you, when you came in. And she's like, you guys were drinking? I, I assumed that he had drank somewhere <laughs> else, had too much, and that like he'd come come there so that you could like take care of him. Um, so I thought he came from another party. Yeah, he must have come from another party because my son... Do you, like the, do you like the Canadian accent I was doing for your mom, I think? <laughs> That's part. It is it can be pretty close to a Minnesota accent, so that's it's in that sort of accent range. But yeah, so so my I didn't get too crazy, but felt a little egged on by the fact that you know my my mom somehow magically knew the things that I was doing. Well, I had to call the police on a drunk driver the other night. Before you tell the story, because I want to know the story, I feel like we should take a break for a sponsor or two. Are we that far? No, no, we're not that far in yet. I we got like another five ten minutes. Okay, if you we had so. the lead in. We had the lead in. Well, I mean, we may as well do it now because you've already said it. All right, so we'll put it. We in should. Here I'm going to leave in this argument about whether or not we're going to do the sponsor break now. Well, the thing is, I'm so excited about these two sponsors. I've got to get to them. I can't even wait. Are you going to wet yourself? I just did. I'm pretty excited. Well, here's the thing, Dave. What? Hover is back. Oh, I love Hover. And so, the first time I talked about Hover. Uh, which is a domain name registrar that you should visit using our URL to save money. So you're going to go to hover.com slash unprofessional. But the first time I used them, the first time we did a spot for Hover, I talked about their valet service. So I'm going to talk about the valet service again because now I'm on the other side of the valet equation. I finished my valet process. So stay oh, I tuned you were, for that. I, th- I thought you meant that you had become a valet. <laughs> Close. I have become a better person because of their valet. That's that, what I became. You're already talking me into this. Hover believes that everyone should be able to take control of their online identity with their own domain name, and they make it easy. Now, that's what they tell me to say, but the thing is, it's really true. Hover, they don't tell me to say this, but this is also true. Hover is one of the, is a rare domain name registrar whose website doesn't make you think that the people behind it hate all websites. Or women. <laughs> yes, there are domain name registrars that clearly hate women. Hover is not one of them. They offer .net, .co, .com, .tv, .country code, and just about anything else, .domain names. So, you know, they've got, uh, uh, they take the hassle and friction out do of they, owning and managing. Speaking of friction, do they do a .xxx? I don't know, but it's worth a shot. 
If they don't, they'll at least feel bad about it. I'll, uh, <laughs> I have an idea. Unprofessional.xxx. What um, could be more unprofessional than not safe for work? So they take, um, they take the hassle and friction out of managing domain names. And here's why they say that. There's a couple reasons. One, you do not get bombarded with upsells while you're doing it. You know, you go to some of these registrars, you're like, pay extra for privacy guard and pay extra for this and add on this. And by the time you finish checking out, they've, they've shoved 19 upsells in your face. Hover does none of that. They know what you want and they get out of your way and they include the things that should be included with domain name registration. Uh, it is a, a nice, a lovely, a charming web interface to use. Uh, they don't hide things that you need. They don't charge you extra for things that you need. There's no Here's, supersizing options? There are none. I love they, that. They only offer services, in fact, that enhance the domain name experience. Uh, but here's what's amazing. Not only do they have good online help and support documentation and tutorials on doing everything that you could want to do with domains, you can also call them up. Here's the number. 866-731-6556. Again, it's 866-731-6556. When you call them, you don't get put on hold. They call it no hold, no wait, no transfer. The phone rings, maybe it rings a couple times, and then a human being answers it and is ready to help you. In fact, so you I should d- pause this show right now and call <laughs> that number just to find out for yourself. Just say hello. They're open between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> I okay, I'm you. back. They answered. They, uh, so here's the thing. I called them up and said, I want to do the valet service for a domain name transfer away from DreamHost into the wonderful registrar that you are, Hover. And Hover said, okay, uh, give us a bit of information and we'll take care of it. So every once in a while, I got an email saying, hey, Lex, we've gone into your DreamHost account and initiated the transfer for the domains you said. And hey, Lex, we just did the auth code thing. And hey, Lex, it's done. And that was it. I didn't do anything. I just told them what what domain I wanted to transfer. Actually, what domains plural I wanted to transfer. And Hover did it for me with their no charge valet service. You know, you paid, like, I don't, it's about 10 bucks to transfer a domain. I did valet service and also paid 10 bucks. It's incredible. Sweet. They're part of 2CAS, Dave. 2CAS has been around since 1994. It's one of the largest domain name registrars in the world. And the exact right number of cows. But so you're going to go to hover.com slash unprofessional. The reason to use our URL is A, for my own vanity, and B, because you're going to save 10% off your domain purchase if you use our, our little URL there. Hover.com slash unprofessional. Great people, great sponsors. If I could make a baby with a sponsor, Hover would be at the top of my list. I think you need to stop thinking so much about making babies. Well, clearly I can't give it up. Yikes. Speaking of great people and great sponsors, <laughs> our other sponsor this week is Smile Software, our very good friends at Smile Software. There are so many things I could say about Smile Software. I love. You know what they do? They bring a smile to my face. They do make me smile. Absolutely make me smile. Love PDF Pen. Huge PDF Pen fan. We've talked about that on the show before. And I'm a huge text expander fan, which you talk about all the time, and I've only just recently really gotten into the swing of. Okay. In text expander, it is very simply you start typing something or you type a couple of characters and it will it will expand out into whatever predefined thing you have for that set of characters. So uh, for Vesper, we get a lot of people who write to the support email queue and we'll ask, uh, there's you know usually two to three questions that most of the emails revolve around. And instead of typing in the same response every time, I can I can type a couple of characters and it fills in that part. And then I can add my own color around it to make sure that it's personalized and still feels human. So it, it enables me to handle doing support without feeling like I'm a robot. And uh, it's, it's the whole thing. The smile people are so great that even implementing text expander touch support in another iOS app is so easy that me, the non-developer, I was able to do the implementation. So they've just got, they've, they've really got their shit together. 
Well, not only do they have their shit together, but one of my favorite things about Text Expander isn't just the time that I can feel that it's saving me, given you know that I'm I'm getting more work done. I'm typing things way faster and way more accurately than I would otherwise. I had to correct all of my typos. I write about Apple things a lot, so if I type in DND, it knows I want Do Not Disturb. If I type in BTW, it gives me, by the way, you know, it does everything for me. But you can go into Text Expander's app on your Mac and hit the statistics button and see how many snippets it has expanded. So since the last time I reset it, I have saved 130,000 characters, uh, which at my typing speed is about four and a half hours saved of time thanks to text expander so <laughs> that's four and a half hours that i can do whatever i want with and for that i own gene mcdonald and greg and everybody else at smile i love them all i just wind up i've saved uh, 84 hours who do we uh that's a lot more hours <laughs> I, I just wanted to I just want to top you yeah you know i i, well, I formatted the i started over in texas Banders, so I, I i lost my old time but where do we send people where do i go so that i can make sure that smile knows that i'm coming from unprofessional this is critical lex okay i'm get listening a, get a pen i got one you're gonna go to smilesoftware.com slash unpro all right smilesoftware.com slash unpro and the reason for this is one you're gonna you're gonna get a nice message says welcome unprofessional listeners with an exclamation point, they're, they're very excited that you're there. Also, it's gonna let them know that we sent you. Yeah, and uh, it's important to them and important to us that they know that you came from us. Otherwise, they uh, they, they might not want to give us money in the future. Yeah, they, they should know that we sent you. And if you check out at their store. You make sure you mention that you heard about them from us. And if you buy something in the app store so you can't tell them that you heard about them from us, just shoot them an email. Just right into the support line and say, by the way, I heard about you on Unprofessional. And if you see any of them at a conference, <laughs> go up and give them a hug and tell them it was from us. And say, thank you for supporting Unprofessional. Here's a kiss. I think we just encourage behavior that we don't necessarily want to encourage. <laughs> Well, I, you have to ask if they want the kiss before you can give the kiss. I'm okay with unwanted hugging. I'm not okay with unwanted kissing. That's crossing I, the line. I just meant on the cheek. But like not even unwanted hug. I'm okay with like one hug that maybe you're a little uncomfortable with. If it's obvious that you're not a hugger and don't want a hug, maybe maybe then don't get the hug. Right. I do want to say nobody does sponsor reads like us. I want to, I want to keep talking about this hugging thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Alan. All right. So, Dave, you, you had a report a drunk driver? <laughs> sound, sound even more staged. Wait a second. Did you say you had to report a drunk driver? Got all Shakespearean. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need just one yeah. more beer and this show will get great. It was, it was two in the morning. It hit that point in the night where I was hungry and I had no food and I had to get something. And the only thing that's open at two in the morning is Taco Bell on a, I think it was Saturday night. What do they call Taco Bell in Canada? Uh, I Royale with cheese. Wait, I don't Bell think we a? have Taco Bell, in, or at least not in Vancouver, but I've accidentally been there before. And I took the States <laughs> and it was not. Well, they're never going to sponsor this show. Experience. I like Taco Bell. I've, been, I've gone on record as saying I like, I like Taco Bell. But the, the reason I was there, I wasn't really feeling Taco Bell that night. It's just that was the thing that was open. And because it was the only thing that was open, I get there and there's a line like around the block in the drive-thru. And of course, you can't go in because it's two in the morning. And I'm sitting there in line, and the car. I'm in there. I'm in line for about five minutes, and the car, two cars ahead of me, suddenly the door swings open, and the driver leans out and throws up all over the the parking lot. Doesn't get out of his car. He just leans over, throws up a few times, and then closes the door. That's horrible. <laughs> and I can see there's nobody else in the car. 
And I, de- I think about it for a minute. I decide he's probably not going to sober up by the time he gets through this drive through This <laughs> probably just hit him this badly, and he's regretting his entire night. So I call the police, and I tell them that I like to report a drunk driver, and I give them the, the license plate and the make and the model and all that of the car. And the woman says to me, how are you sure – how can you be sure that he's – <laughs> drunk and and not just sick. And I said, because it's two in the morning and we're in line at the drive-thru at Taco Bell. <laughs> Generally speaking, people don't throw up before they eat Taco Bell. <laughs> if you're super sick, you don't think to yourself, mm, I need to make a run to the border. I would say that's like a 99% chance that he's drunk. I, I'm I'm willing to give that this is all circumstantial evidence, but I feel like it's uh, this isn't a court of law. Just send a cop to check up on the guy. Right. Even if that just means making sure he gets home okay. That's all I've... That's all I'm asking. Right. Basically, we're trying to avoid people getting killed by the driver. So he placed an order and then just drove right past the window. <laughs> <laughs> he never even got his food. Did you ever see the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I have no I idea not. what you're talking about. Do you know who Dana Carvey is? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he had a short-lived series on ABC. I think it was ABC after having left SNL and it was a sketch comedy show. It actually included both Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert. And it was, wow. Each episode had a new name because they would put one of the episode sponsors in the title. So it'd be like the Taco Bell unprofessional. But so one week it was the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show. And, uh, can this be the Taco Bell Unprofessional? Yes. The very that's what the episode title is. Now we have two titles. The um the very first sketch, I believe, or at least the very first episode included some scene with a lactating Bill Clinton, Dana Carvey as Bill Clinton, and he had many, many nipples and was, I think, feeding cats possibly. Um it got canceled quickly. But they would have this, I don't know why. They had this running gag of uh Dana Carvey and I think Steve Carell pulling hilarious pranks like they would go and prepay for gas but then not pump the gas and crack up at how funny they were or they would order food at a drive through and then drive away <laughs> they would pay for it and then drive away without getting the food and uh that how is that a prank on anyone well that was i think the point of the sketch was that it wasn't at all a prank and these people were ridiculous but yeah that's what you made me think of just now maybe the drunk man was just emulating the dana carvey show <laughs> i'm gonna get up I'm going to wake up, set my alarm, get up at 2 in the morning, drive over to Taco Bell, throw up in the parking lot, order some food, and drive off. No, he didn't pay for it, though. Yeah, so he, he ruined the whole joke. <laughs> <laughs> that jerk. That, that's the thing about him that we should be concerned about. He's so close to pulling it off. But so, Alan, you were suggesting a little bit ago that your goal is to avoid getting drunk. Do you... Is that a permanent life decision? Like you would rather be a little bit more self-aware? No, I I should be clear when I say ride the wave. I am definitely drunk at that point. Um, you know, it's it's riding drunk enough that everything is awesome, but not so drunk that it suddenly stops being awesome. Like our friend at the Taco Bell lineup. Uh, I just put some lemon bitters in my water because my drink is gone. <laughs> so that's where we are. Yeah. So that, I that's. Continue. I think that's an ideal. It's just like a an optimization. You want to try and try and trace that line, and that line is in drunk territory. Um, and, you know, and once in a while, sometimes it just makes sense to to get ridiculous and uh, and uh, just uh, see where it takes you. But most of the time, I think trying to get uh, some recollection of what happened the next morning is is ideal. And holy shit, I don't I don't think I've ever blacked out. But by the way, status update for those of you following along at home: lemon bitters in sparkling water is actually really good. 
Is this, and slightly alcoholic. Is this the <laughs> soda stream stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So here's my question. Out. Am I the only one who, once I feel like I have gone from, you know, sober to buzz to actually genuinely intoxicated, let's go with drunk, I have a, not a compulsion, but a fascination, let's say, with looking at myself in the mirror and talking to myself. <laughs> you do that sober. It's true. But I especially enjoy I don't know doing if you it do that sober. Drunk. That was just a joke. No, but if I'm in the bathroom or something to pee, because I have to pee regularly after drinking, and also not after drinking, uh, I always stop and see myself in the mirror, and I'm like, hey, you're totally drunk right now. And I don't know why I do that, <laughs> and I want to be not the only person who does that. So this is a public admission, and I want to find out, am I alone? I think I've done that. I won't criticize you. I think I've done that. I'm sure I've done that before. All right. Phew. I, I mean, I, I won't say I have like a deep fascination with my, myself in the mirror when I'm drunk, <laughs> any more than normal, maybe. But I would say that's a normal-ish type of thing to do. I will get super self-aware when I start drinking. And I hit a point where it bothers me how much I'm thinking about every move I make, everything I say. Yeah. Uh, and so I just drink more until I get over it. And then I wake up the next day and no matter how much alcohol I've had to drink, if, if I have any alcohol in my system, when I go to bed, I'm going to wake up hating myself <laughs> and regretting everything I did or didn't do. And I will be 100% sure that everyone I know hates me and will never speak to me again. That's how I wake up after drinking. Does experience not sort of prove to you that people will actually still talk to you after the fact? This isn't based in logic. This is based in neuroses and alcohol and a little bit of a hangover. Yeah, I think a hangover will definitely make a lot of people hate a lot of things, including themselves. So for people with like anxiety stuff, they tell you you shouldn't really drink that much alcohol because it does other things to you than maybe what it does to normal people. And I think that's one of them. I think that's one of the side effects. It's kind of a cruel joke, though, because um, alcohol releases inhibitions and if you feel like oh you know you're inhibited and you want to undo that and then you drink and then that makes you more self-conscious and then it's like an infinite loop well it's deferred anxiety i if i drink enough i get to put all of my anxiety for the night off until the next day and then i wake up feeling all of it at once it's like taking a, a loan or put putting the anxiety on the credit card with interest right right <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pay back more and you're like i can't afford this shit so you drink and then it puts even more on and it's like eventually you know, you rack it up. And I'm worried about the subprime anxiety. Levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's like not sleeping or like doing overtime or whatever. You can always borrow like Red Bull, right? You're borrowing from tomorrow. You're saying like, oh, I want to be more awake or, or more productive today. And I'm willing to pay that back with interest tomorrow because, ah, fuck me tomorrow. I, I don't, who cares about that guy? I care about me. Right. Future likes future can bite it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing, see, I have this great punishment if I, have a hangover i've i've only thrown up from drinking once um and it was while you know truly in a taco bell no and it was truly yeah. like in adult age range like i was definitely smart enough not to do that and did it anyway um but my thing is that if i drink too much in the wrong way and end up with a hangover my body's reaction is just massive diarrhea <laughs> and so that's why you've only done that once isn't that your body's reaction to just about everything no. Well, so, so that's – no, well, the, the that was separate from the throwing up incident. But for me, it's pretty much every time that happens, 
This is why I like bidets, by the way. Pretty much every time that happens, I'm like, well, I'm never drinking again because this was totally not worth it. If all I had to do was throw up a couple times, that's one thing. But just the massive hours of diarrhea, totally not <laughs> worth it. Totally not worth the joy of being I don't drunk. know. This is, this is a tough call for me if I have to choose, it, <laughs> if I have to choose between the two. Yes, throwing up, once, at least for me, once I've thrown up, I feel better and I'm fine. And I'm, I'm good from that point forward. Diarrhea does last longer, but it's less intense. Like, it's less of a crippling. It's more of just a discomfort. Being nauseated. You must not I do feel, it the same way I do, but go ahead. I feel crippled. You have a technique? Is there? <laughs> For me, it's just. There's a certain it, way it you goes do it. on. I don't want to get too gross, although maybe it's too late, but. If, if I'm going to have massive alcohol-induced diarrhea, it's going to be forever. Like, I'm going to be in that bathroom for the rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I think I have some text messages to back this up. <laughs> you should put those in the, in the show notes. Yeah. We're going to do some screen... No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not going to do any screenshots. Wasn't this will be off the record, but what was it that I texted you during Dub Dub when you were up in your room well, that you thought was hilarious? Well, so I was massively shitting before we went to the They Might Be Giants concert. <laughs> That's right. And enough that I showered as a b- temporary bidet. And when I told you I missed my bidet, you sent me emoji of smiling pile of poo and faucet drops as the emoji for <laughs> the bidet. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. I still we should use leave that this emoji in the to this day. The fact we can leave it in, except for the fact that I totally use the shower to clean up my ass after massive diarrhea. That's the part we can't leave. Out. <laughs> I, of all the embarrassing things that I've ever said on this show, that's the thing that you're going to feel weird saying about you. I pretty much use the shower in every hotel to clean out my ass as a makeshift bidet. <laughs> There's our closer. <laughs> no one is ever going to stay in a hotel room ever again. <laughs> Can you please ensure that Lex Friedman has never stayed here? No, 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 no. That I disagree. I think. I think. No, I'm going to agree. I, I would like a list of all hotels that you've stayed at. Just no, 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 no. Because if 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 Lex Friedman were to come over to your hotel room and shit on you, what would you do to wash it off? That's right. You would get in the shower. Yes, it's the only place to clean off shit. If you don't have a bidet, <laughs> nobody's asking you to eat cereal out of the tub. <laughs> I'm it's not, just I'm not your feet. saying that you should just leave it on you. I'm saying that <laughs> I don't need to be in the same shower you were in when you but got out. Why? It what does it matter? The shower has been cleaned since then. It all went down the drain. There's chemicals involved. Okay, maybe I just don't want to be in the same room as Alex immediately after. Is that fair? Well, that's fair. right. Uh, yeah. Right. You want you want at least one other guest reasons. to be in the room ahead of time. Yeah. You want a buffer guest, a, a yeah, one a buffer person guest. buffer. See, you know, but I would be more concerned about me and my my vomit scented mattress in that hotel in San Francisco than I would ever be about Lex in his bidet shower. Right, because they they can't just like hose it down. I, right. I will say. There was a time when if like Lauren's mom, let's say, came over and used our toilet. That I would then I would need Lauren to use that toilet before I would sit on it again because I didn't want to put my ass on Lauren's mom's ass. I needed Lauren's ass as a buffer. Why didn't you get like wipes or something? I don't know. That would have been too simple. <laughs> anyway, I love my bidet. I think we've got that all figured out now. <laughs> yeah. 
Am I really? So this is why when I go into a hotel room, I want to check the bathroom and I want to find out if it's the handheld shower because if it doesn't have the handheld shower option, it's a lot harder to get the job done. There's there's a lot so more it, yoga involved. If it doesn't have that, you do you reject the room and you say you have some. Special no, I needs. still accept the room. So you're you're water only. You won't you won't touch that part of your body. Oh no, I will wipe if I have to wipe. But I'm saying. I prefer the ability. I at least want the option to hose off. And if the shower has no handheld attachment, then you're talking. I've got to like kiss the floor, bend over, spread eagle, whole thing. It's like it's much, much more contortion involved. No Just one is ever going to listen to this show again, by the way. <laughs> lift, lift one leg up and kind of, I don't know. It's what you think about the angle. Like, yeah, you've just got to you've got to get the right position. You're gonna you're gonna have to use a finger or something to like make sure oh. you scrub out. I would say here's what it is: is when I'm traveling, there's often alcohol involved. When there's alcohol involved, there's often massive <laughs> diarrhea. And when there's massive diarrhea, that's when I need the shower. That should wash out faster. Yeah, you'd think, but it doesn't. <laughs> now let's talk about the sponsors again because I feel like now we've really primed the. <laughs> I always think back to your argument about why a bidet is better than toilet paper, which boils down to, and correct me if I get this wrong, but it boils down to, if somebody were to rub poo on your face, would you wipe it off with a piece of paper or would you wash your face? Right. And if I came up to you and I said, I have an unlimited source of water that you can clean yourself with, or I can give you some napkins, which would you choose to clean yourself? Uh, I think any sane person would choose the water. Right. I was I was not really up on the whole um, bidet system until we went to Japan recently and uh, eventually got the brick because, you know, in Japan, they have all the electronic toilets with 40 or 50 buttons on either side. And it's kind of intimidating. But when you figure it out, it's, it's better than you'd expect. Now, the Japan bidet, was it the, the hose or the basin? They call them tentacles. Yeah, it's a. Ho- it's not a hose. It's like a. Well, they're all different, but they, it has like a, a little tube that comes out with a. It right. aims. Yes. And like you That's can press, like, like does it does it flick back and forth or whatever? And you have to. Um, Wait, it aims. Is there like a, a view screen where you can like? <laughs> there's like a, a you can sight it. Yeah. Well, on the more advanced ones, you can like install apps on there and. Like you're firing a torpedo into your own exhaust port. 